quick thank you to our sponsors for making this podcast possible. They keep this show free to listen to. This episode is sponsored by Byheart. Byheart features a patent protein blend that gets closest to breast milk. Their formula includes the most abundant protein, alpha-lac, found in breast milk, as well as lactoferrin, the number one protein found in colostrum. Byheart is an easy-to-digest formula, which includes prebiotics and an 80-20 whey-to-casein ratio like an early breast milk, making it great for a newborn's digestive system. Byheart is the only U.S.-made infant formula made with certified clean ingredients, including organic, grass-fed, whole milk, not skim. What it doesn't have is soy, corn syrup, GMOs, or palm oil. Curious about Byheart? Redeem your welcome offer at byheart.com forward slash podcast. Use code PEACE for a limited time. Additional terms and conditions apply. I came to parenting with everything I learned in childhood. Yelling, punishing, controlling, and shaming. After trying almost every method, I found connected parenting and was totally shocked when empathy, listening, doing away with rewards and consequences, and being a safe place actually worked. It moved the behaviors of my children and it felt good, especially with my very strong-willed and highly sensitive oldest daughter. This podcast was born out of the idea of sharing the message and helping parents find more peace in a modern world. Welcome to the Peace and Parenting Podcast. So glad you're here. Welcome to the Peace and Parenting Podcast. I'm back and I have a lovely, lovely guest who I got to know on Instagram and I'm so glad she agreed to come because she has such a vivacious personality and I love how she thinks about kids and her reels are so sweet and funny. So welcome to the show, Mary Van Geffen. How are you? I'm so good. I'm in your home state of Oregon and having a blast on, on a little mini vacation with my golfing husband. Lovely. We love Oregon. It's so pretty and clean air from us. And we're both from Los Angeles, so it's nice to get away. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So do you want to tell us anything about yourself? Yeah, I am um, Mary Van Geffen, the parenting coach for the spicy ones. And so I tend to help support with uh, a lot of parenting uh, classes, self-paced. And then I have got some that are a group course you take together. And they're all for people who have a child who is um, a little more intense um, and a little less flexible. And just the, the traditional gentle parenting, positive parenting doesn't seem to quote unquote work. And sometimes we're figuring out, well, what does it mean to you for it to work? And so that's what I do. I like that. Yes. So what does it mean for you? I find that it's the only thing that works for those sweet hard to reach kids because so, I tried everything else, but my oldest one was like, no, 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 I'm not going to let you do that to me. I'm not going to let you punish me. Okay. And today we are going to talk about play and we're going to talk about play with older kids and just how to use play, how to, you know, use it to our advantage in parenting and promote connection. And, you know, lots of people say, I can't use play with my 18 year old, but what do you think, Mary? Oh my gosh. Play is literally the love language of tweens and teens. And it's forgotten by us. We, we start to judge them on a, almost like an adult basis. And we think that their exterior that's sort of angry and hormonal is supposed to lead us to whether or not to initiate play, but really more than ever, we need to initiate play. And it's the way to kind of let those defenses down and to find our connection points and they need to feel connected to us. 
Yeah, that's so good. I think it's so true. I, I have a lot of people who come through my programs and say, yeah, well, I didn't do the play part because I have a 14-year-old and they, they're they not going to do that. And I feel like then they try it and they're like, oh my gosh, the things that they're doing with the eight-year-olds also work with my 14-year-old. And it can be such a beautiful new space to be with our kids. Okay. So I was just going to brainstorm some ideas that we can use with our teens and tweens um, and adolescents, some ideas. Um, I'm going to start off by giving some examples of things that we use with um, our teens and our tweens, some ideas that people might be able to, you know, take into their own home and try and see if they work. I also want to make just one note, like when our kids are too angry, you know, like when they're like precipice of the meltdown or precipice of the really big anger. I know for my kids, and this isn't true of all kids, but that play sometimes doesn't work. So just be mindful, like this isn't to throw out if somebody's like, you know, a Mach 10 meltdown. I see this more as like, this is how you build a foundation of trust and connection so you can direct when you need to um, and have a little more influence on the, on the child. Yes, 100%. But uh, some people will try to use it to stop feelings, you know, like they want to like yeah, just... If you're a spicy one, you can, you can feel very disrespected when somebody's being silly in the midst, we, we tend to want, cause I'm a spicy one. We tend to want somebody to mirror back the level of intensity we're feeling. Yeah. And so if you're not going to get upset along with me, it must mean that you're disrespecting me. And so, yeah, it can be hard to introduce play at that time. Yeah. So I just want to leave that caveat because I have had a few people come to me and say, well, I tried it and it didn't work. And I was like, well, when did you try it? And then we get into it and it's like, oh yes, your child is totally dysregulated. Probably not the opportunity opportune time to start using play. But I like to use play like when they get a little sassy or when mm-hmm. they get a little whiny or when they get a little cranky. It's like just a way to kind of, uh, can you flip the script? Can you move the emotion? Can you just kind of get out of that ickiness and back into connection? And by the way, it doesn't always work. It works some of the time, but if it works, you know, 50 or 60% of the time, that's, that's a, that's a plus for us hard, some of our harder kids. Yeah. And so before you start on your list, I want to say my first thing on my list would be in order for us to be playful, we cannot take personally the off-gassing of a teenager at us. Um, We are going to feel like a punching bag sometimes and like we are taking the brunt and we can't look at that as a personal affront because somebody who feels you know, personally taking advantage of when they're kind of in their full victim mode is not a playful person. And so let, let's just say you might be starting, if you're listening to this, that that's your journey is before I can be playful, I need to not make this so much about me. Yeah. And that's so, so, so good because you can't even get to that playful place if you're already like, oh, they're being a jerk. They did this against me. It's, you know, they're attacking me, but we grew up in places like that, right? And so we can't help but go there. But if you can unravel that piece first, like you said, you can get to play easier. Yeah. And probably nobody came to us like this when we were teenagers. Nobody came playfully to us. Nobody, you know, tried to get us out of our funk using something silly. They would just, you know, reprimand us, correct us, punish us. We've never seen this. No. 
before. We've never experienced it. We're making it up. Let's cut ourselves some slack. Yes. Okay, good. So after you've done all that deep work, you know, for a few months, then you could try a couple of these things or you could try these things and then realize, oh, all the triggers are coming up. Here they are. I can work on them and then just kind of do it simultaneously like I did. My most favorite one on my list is little girls who are sassy are going to get a hundred kisses. And then, you know, depending on your kid, some kid doesn't want to be kissed, right? And you don't necessarily have to kiss them. They can say, I don't want to be kissed. And you can say, are you sure you don't want to be kissed? What about just a little tiny baby one right here? What about a butterfly kiss? What if I just got super close to you, just rub your arm like that? Can I do that, please? And you don't, you know, you don't have to give the affection until you've gotten permission, but you can just kind of ease them out. And I find when they even they say, no, I don't want to do God, leave me alone. You're so annoying, blah, blah, blah. It's gotten them out of being a jerk, right? And it's gotten them kind of into this new place. And if you work at it long enough, you can get them to move their mood a little bit. And I don't really give up. I just kind of stick in there. And I'm like, are you sure? Okay, well, I'm going to come back in three minutes and ask you again. Yeah. And what's great there is you're creating a language with them, like almost a private joke that begins to signal mom's not getting um, hooked by this attitude or this defiance or disrespect. Mom's staying in this, I would almost call that a character um, that she takes on. And part of that is being the um, incompetent adult, Oh yeah, which is really powerful to a teenager is um, like, oh, we sure I, can I get a hug? Like you're almost rewinding back to her in a way. And that's kind of powerful because it doesn't make it feel like you have power over her. You are like either the same or even less. Yes. I love that. I love that's my go-to is being the bumbling idiot. Yes. I don't know how to do anything. And if I do it, it's wrong on purpose. Yes. Yeah. Which can create some real laughter. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll should we just go back and forth? Yeah, with like, go ahead. I think one of the most playful things we can do is shut the heck up and go in silently into an encounter that normally they're like, oh, here we go. Is this going to be a lecture? Are you going to ask me how did I get my homework done? Are you going to ask me how I did on the test? Is this going to be another logistical directive interaction? And we throw them off by just coming in and laying on the ground in their room. (laughs) And they're like, what's up? And we're like, nothing. And we're either like, we brought a stretch band in with us. It's like sure. for them, or we've got, we brought in an exercise ball and we're just showing that like, oh, I just like being near you. I don't have anything I need you to do. That can be an invitation to play. Yeah, I like that with no agenda because us parents always have an agenda, right? And especially with teens, we want them to clean their room. We want them to take a shower. We want them to do this. We want them to do that. And if we come in with no agenda, that's so good. I love that one. I'm going to use that one. One other one I like to use is I'll just say, do you need dot, dot, line, line? And so I do dot, dot, line, line. Spider's crawling up your spine. Tight squeeze, cool breeze. Now you've got the shiveries. And so I'll say, Are you, you, I think you, you might need dot, dot, line, line, don't you? When they're like, oh my God, tell me now, baby, baby, baby. And I just say, oh, you're in need of dot, dot, line, line, aren't you? Is that what you're asking for? I thought you were asking for dot, dot, line, line. <laughs> And uh, sometimes I can get them to say, okay, fine, do it. And then it's just like things move. It changes. Yeah. And it's also saying subliminally, or I guess directly in some ways, indirectly, I will help your body if you need it. Like I'm here to comfort you and comforting looks different from somebody who's like, I hate my friends uh, versus somebody who skinned their knee when they were four. And so saying like, 
can I, can I give you this, this comfort of, of tending to your back and, and, yeah. uh, you know, making that, that weird feeling all over your like skull where you kind of like lightly touch and it's like almost like your skin's crawling, but it feels enlivening and good. Yeah. I love that. So good. I'm going to add music. When we can be a lifelong learner and let our older child teach us about their music and be sort of a, I, I call it a delighted anthropologist where it's like, oh, this is your culture. Let me listen. Oh, wow. Okay. And what'd you call this? This is trap or what, <laughs> you know, just not, not being the one who knows, but instead being like, play me, I need, I need a new song, play me a new song. Or maybe you're building a playlist together and they know when you turn that on, you're kind of initiating this like hangout time. So if things are feeling kind of yucky, like putting on a song loud and beginning to move your body in a goofy way. And maybe if they're spicy, you're not making eye contact and inviting them in because it's, it'll piss them off more, but you are modeling my body is regulated. I'm moving. Yes. There's safety here. Join me or don't join me, but this is a safe, warm environment. I like that. And I like how you're moving your body because if you can get them to move their body, then they can start to like move their feelings and emotions. And that would be like ideal. I love that. I like to do the, like if we're in the car and everyone's cranky, then I like to sing off tune and very loud. <laughs> <laughs> And everybody really likes that. Yeah, that's good. I'm really off tune and really loud. They're like, oh my God. Will you please stop? I'm like, what do you mean? You don't like my singing? You don't like, I was practicing earlier before you got in the car and I thought I was so good and I was doing Taylor Swift and I was really, do you like her new song? Like, I'm super into it. I, I, can we do the chorus again? <laughs> They get so, they get so befuddled by that. Well, if you want to make my teenagers angry, get one word wrong in a yes. song that's like, yes. If you are not invited to sing with them, unless you have memorized every single word. You can't sing with my kids, period. You're ruining the song, even if you know the words. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. Uh, one thing I like to do is challenge, physical challenges. I think that wakes up the little kid um, in your teen. And one that I like to do is a sit to stand challenge. Like, hold on, hold on. Before you, before you go, I want to see if you can sit down without using your hands on the floor all the way to being prone. And then I want to see you get back up without using your hand and almost like not believing they can do it. And then they're like, Oh, I can totally do that. And then they're getting down and, and you've kind of, now you're, there's a we feeling because we're both working on this challenge and maybe you're not, you can't do it anymore until you're going to work on it oh, and they're like going to say your, your trainer of sports. I like it when we can't do it because then they feel like they're smarter than us and they can do more than we can. And I love that piece. I love, love, love that. I beg for affection sometimes. Like, oh, can you please, I just need five minutes of cuddling. Do you want to do five minutes of cuddling? No. Are you sure? Are you positive? I could just get, I'll be the big spoon. You could be the small spoon if you want, or I could be the small spoon if you want to be the big. I'll do whatever you want. Time for a short break to acknowledge our sponsors. Because of them, you're able to enjoy this podcast without paying a dime. ADHD affects so many of our families and finding the right care can be a challenge. With Done, you can get the care you need 24-7. At donefirst.com, you have an expert team who can help you get personalized treatment for you and your sweet kids. ADHD doesn't have to jeopardize the connection you share with your family. 
take a free one-minute assessment and book an appointment with a licensed ADHD clinician as soon as the next day. Get continuous care, one-click refills, insurance coverage, and 24-7 care team support with Done for just $79 a month and pharmacy co-pays as low as $0. Visit get.donefirst.com forward slash podcast to learn more. Done. Turn ADHD into your strength. You know what I don't miss at all? The vicious week before my period. I always used to feel like I was walking in quicksand and craving the most unhealthy of foods. My sleep was always off and my moods were unpredictable. Now it's easier to manage PMS with EstroControl. Happy Mammoth, the company that created Hormone Harmony, is dedicated to making women's lives easier. And that means using only science-backed ingredients that have been proven to work for women. They make no compromise when it comes to quality and it shows. And the biggest benefit, feeling like myself again. That's what women mention over and over in their reviews. And there are over 14,000 reviews of Hormone Harmony. For a limited time, you can get 15% off the entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use code PEACE at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code PEACE for 15% off today. Let's dive back in. So another thing, I we just sort of naturally do this and it requires a pet, is we talk to each other through the pet. So we can sort of be, there's times when one of my teens is like, oh, whatever, I'm so annoyed with you and they don't want to talk to me. But I can be like, hey, do you mind if I, uh, I don't know, get a little water in my dish? That comes very differently when I pretend it's the dog asking than if I say, hey, could you please get put water in the dog's dish, right? So there's something about having a, an animal as this in-between that creates a lot of play in our house, whether it's going on Amazon and buying a outfit for the dog and surprising everybody or devising some kind of challenge for the dog. That seems to be a thing that brings us together. I like that. That's so cute. I wish we had an animal. We do dance parties. Dance parties are like kind of the go-to. My oldest, my youngest is a dancer and I like to dance. And so when I am dancing, it's just, it's gross. It's not acceptable. It's, it's not, you know, it's not anything anybody ever wants to see, but it also, when the girls are fighting, sometimes I use that as a way to get them to, to team up against me. So like, I'll put the music on and then I'll start dancing like a crazy person. And then they're both like, oh my God, you're so gross. You're so annoying. You can't do that. I hope you don't do that in public, blah, 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 blah. And they're like, oh yeah. But then they're like kind of getting together and they're against me and and they're a little team. And so that's good. And then we continue the dance party. And then sometimes I can get them to kind of dance goofy and funny too. And that, you know, that can change the ethos in our in our, in our house in like five minutes. It's just, I don't know what it is about music and dancing. We've had a few of these music and dancing ones. I think they're good. Yeah. And I just want to say that's such a sacrificial love to, to know that like I can unite them. I might be, I I can unite them, but it's, I'm going to have to take one for the team. Like, I just think that's beautiful. (laughs) Whatever we can do to promote relationship, right? (laughs) Yes. Yes. Another way we play is like, um, through fashion. And I mean, fashion's so important to them. So with girls, is it like, Hey, would you be willing to do my makeup and show me how to do contouring? Yes. 
And would you be able to film me while I do something? And with my son, it's like, hey, could we go to a thrift store and you have to buy something for me for 20 bucks and I have to buy something for you? Or um, or simply, here's $20. Let's go to the thrift store and see what we can find for you. And then you're not getting in, like the play leaves as soon as you think that you need to take the role of the one who knows. And so instead, you're just like learning what he, what he or she likes. And oh, cool. Yeah. Let me see it on. Oh, you've got good instincts. And you're building them up versus trying to make it yet another lesson that you're in control of. Yeah, I like that a lot. I love the thrift store when my young, my oldest loves thrift stores. I want to do that one with her. Um, I had the same one. I had the makeup one on my list where it was like my youngest is, she's a dancer. So they're always doing their makeup when they go on stage. So she has all this makeup and these things and these lights and I have no idea what's going on. And I'm always like, can you, I'm going out tonight. Can you do my makeup for me, please? I, I want I want Pia makeup. I want real makeup. And she's like, oh my gosh, I don't have time. And I'm like, please, can you just do it real quick? And uh, then she gets in there and she's putting like everything on and it actually looks so beautiful. And I don't, I, I legitimately don't know about makeup. And so it, it puts her immediately in that powerful role where I think she feels very good about herself, you know, builds self-esteem. It makes her feel like she's smarter and more knowledgeable. And so I, I like that. And I will add a, a, a challenge that works for us, um, for my son and I, my daughter would not be interested in this, is penguin wrestling. And penguin wrestling is like pretending like there is a um, one line on the rug and you like a tightrope. And so you've got one foot in front and one in the back and you get yourself kind of squared on this line with your feet, you know, in a, your, your toes are lined up or they're apart, but they're on a line. And then you each put your hands um, your palms touching each other and you're trying to push each other off this tightrope. And it it doesn't become brute force because somebody who's doing all this pushing, all you have to do is kind of flex and they fall forward. And so it's a fun game of balance. And we kind of do it a lot when we're waiting for something. Like I'll just, I'll get it, I'll assume the position and put my hands up and my son will walk over um, because he mostly wins. I love that. That's so cute. You know what? And one little caveat I like to say is I like to let the kids win wherever I can, but not, not, you know, I put up a fight, so to speak, but I do try to let them win because I feel like there's so many places in life where they lose, right? Almost everywhere we lose. And there, it would, it's so nice to watch them win and to be able to model a good loser. And so I like to really let them win where I can. Um, And that's been a huge shift for me because when I first started parenting, I was like, oh no, we're paying Candyland by the rules. You got to mm. No, you, you, you skipped Mrs. Frosting and I would get super stuck there. And I think this has been a, a good enlightened place to be. It's just like, no, let them win. Let them win all yeah, the time. And, and, and that will be just dependent on age and temperament, right? Because what you're saying is prize connection over competition for sure. With my son and I, if I was throwing the games, he'd be like, what are you doing? I don't want to play with you anymore. So it kind of depends on the kid, right? Another game that we play is sock face. And with sock face, you are holding a long sock, like a sock that almost comes to your knee. And I I do it around like a, like a lasso and I've got to try to hit his face and he can only use one hand to block me. And we're having a blast. Now it's not fun if it's the reverse way because I'm terrified. I just scream the whole time. Oh, and by the way, we're on a rug and you can't step off the rug. So the person comes at you with this like whirling sock and you've got one hand and it kind of feels like you're doing your own form of jujitsu. And, uh, 
So cute. Yeah, he does win, but he's I'm not good. He's win. very he's he's the play he's a playful kid. Yes, my daughter would never play that. So it really just sort of depends, right? Totally. I have girls, they probably wouldn't like that game, but when we were they were little, we would do a sock game where everybody would put tube socks on and then we would the person with one tube sock left was the winner. Yeah, you try to get off this get the other people's socks off. Yeah. And ours was you don't use hands. So you have to do it with feet. So you're all sitting and yeah. kicking and somebody gets hurt. And yeah. can we name can we normalize that sometimes in play someone gets hurt? And that yes. doesn't mean it was a failed playing moment. Yes. It means that you're modeling what happens when we mistake or harm somebody and then we repair. And it's it's not a roll your eyes moment. It's just part of little a little window into how families like make mistakes and repair, and that's okay. And that's part of the learning too. Totally. And I hear a lot of people will say like, oh, I, I tried the game, but everybody got hurt. And I'm like, well, I just try it again. Maybe people won't get hurt next time or you'll have more success or they'll get hurt and you'll be able to, you know, have a good conversation about it. But yeah, this is life. Life is full of hurts, emotional hurts. And yeah, and if you hurts. have a real spicy one, you might use one of the like, like I have a hotel bell, you know, where you ring it to um, oh, yeah. get the, like, we'll hit it. Be like, whoa, 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 whoa. If you hear the bell. Remember, you have you have to stop hitting. <laughs> That's it. We got <laughs> a real auditory thing. Yeah. A few things I like to do, and I use it in different ways. Is I'm always asking if I can come to things that I know I'm not invited to, like bat mitzvahs, um, parties, uh, school events, and sometimes I'll be dressed like really messed up. I, I, I just wear whatever to to school drop off. I always have my slippers on. My hair's you know I look horrendous, and I'll be like. Well, I could just stop in and ask Mr. You know Gonzalez if he if he wanted to come to the Christmas thing, right? And Pia's like, "No, you can't." And I'm like, "They don't care about slippers, right? Do they at school? They don't care about slippers." And she's like, "You can't go anywhere. You're not allowed out of the car. You can't like." And I'll be like dropping off at the bat mitzvah, and I'm like, "Oh my gosh, this looks amazing. Do you think would the parents care if I came?" And then I have a car full of kids, you know, and they're like looking at me and looking at her and like thinking. Well, you're not letting her come, are you? <laughs> I just like to just get there, go. A little. Yeah, you're silly. <laughs> okay, another one I have is when we're traveling, sometimes my um, one child doesn't want to go to yet another museum or like we were in Barcelona looking at this huge park created by Gaudi, I think his name is. And it was amazing. And he was immediately like, I'm not sticking around for the um, tour. And this developed where he sent a picture. We're like, I wonder where he is. And then we got a text about 20 minutes in the tour. And it was my husband and I walking oh, from watching. far away. And we like looked around, looked around. We don't see him anywhere. And we're like, it's on. And basically we were playing family assassin where you have to try to get to a place and take a photo of your teen or tween and text it to them before they see you're around. And so we began doing it throughout the whole family vacation. And we have all these great shots of it looks like the paparazzi. And the best is when there's enough like sculptures around where you can get a picture of somebody hide behind the sculpture. And then you can kind of see their confused look when they're like, you're here, but I don't see you anywhere. So that's a lot of fun. I love that one. That's so good. Oh my gosh. There's so many here, Mary. We hit the jackpot here. Yeah. I think, um, I think we gave a lot of good stuff to our listeners. A lot of good. I want to give one more. please, please. And and that is if you have an emerging driver and of course there's a lot of stress for a mom is I love the Brady bunch. There's a Brady bunch episode of the driver's test and they do things 
and you make it a fun um, championship and the people don't have to actually be drivers. It can, you can be doing this with your 14 and your 15 and your 16 year old because you're in a parking lot on a weekend when there's nobody in it, like a business parking lot. And you're setting up um, like, one of those cones with an, uh, an egg on it and who can park as close to it without hitting it and just Google um, Brady Bunch oh, driving test. And there's I lots of it. kind of fun things that are actually working on their skills. I want to do that. I'm, I'm a, the worst mommy driver teacher. I'm horrible. I am scary. I just put a thing on my um, story today of a kid and it says first time out driving and he like, rams into something and wrecks the car the first time out. That's my, that's what I envision every time I get yeah. in the car. And they're so clued into us. My, my son will be like, stop tensing. Don't put your hand in front of your mouth. And I think I'm doing this great job of being chill and not saying anything, but they're still getting it. Okay. One last, um, one last tip is get some, get some toys for teens that are not screen based because they're going to already be advocating for all the ones with screens. So I'm not worried about you having those in your home, but um, things like a giant exercise ball that kind of makes you want to lay across it while you're chatting with somebody or a balance board. There's a lot of exercise equipment, um, a pull-up uh, thing that you can take in and out of a doorway that's on Amazon. In fact, I have a list called Toys for Teens. Mm. And if, you are, if you're following me on Instagram or not following me, send me the word toys and it, you'll we'll get give it you automatically. I love and, that. Um, but having those things around that kind of invite you to want to play, right? And the trampoline too. We have a trampoline and I that thing is gold. It is gold. And we've been using it for 10 years and they still like it. And, it, and it's it, amazing how when we use something, it's a lot like strewing like we used to do for four and five-year-olds when you would put some beautiful thing out the evening before hoping that it would like call to them and they would go play with it, Right. We can do that with us using our body in a certain way that makes them kind of go, well, get out of the way. I can do that too. Or I want to, I want to be a part of that. And whether that's like hygiene of, you know, taking care of our skin well, or jumping on a small trampoline, they're watching us even when they act like they could care less. And instruments too, like having those shakers around or the uh, tambourine or like just having those and using them when you're like, just, I don't know, whenever. I think those can like regulate systems sometimes too. Cause yes, like I got one of those like Tibetan um, steel bowls. Oh yeah. That um, you do this? At, oh no, I don't have one of those. Um, if you can't see her listeners, oh, she's sorry. going around and around. <laughs> no, You're you cannot about a see bowl. her. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't have a singing bowl. I have like a steel drum that's small oh. and sits on a shelf. Yes. And it's like bing, bong, 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 bing. And I like- all I have to do is go hit a couple walk away and my, it's like magic. The teen will come over and start doing it as well. Uh, and I think that's a beautiful outlet. Yep. Me too. Tambourines, shakers, all those little music makers, the, what's the flapper, the clapper, that yes. thing. Yeah. Those are good too. These were so good. Thank you, Mary. I knew you would be good at this. I just knew it. I knew you would be <laughs> such Thank a good you. episode. Any last tips for play? Well, if you're listening to this and you're like, uh, I, that's expert level. I'm not ready to play with this kid. We don't even speak or, or I'm just living in fear that when they become a teenager, uh, they're not going to want to play with me. Then I, then I want to send you to my tweens and teen class, which is, you know, an hour self-paced and it will 
really make you feel hopeful, but also educate you about there are ways that you have to transition yeah. as a parent. You can't parent the same way you did for a, a two to seven-year-old to nine-year-old as you would with a 12 and a 13-year-old. So there, you do have to shift and grow and that can be scary. So if you need some support, uh, go check out my class. Great. Amazing. And we'll link all your stuff in my show notes so that people can get you and find you. I would say too, like like Mary said, if you're in a place where you're like, I can't play with this kid, this kid will not play with me. <laughs> Just start tiny and small, you know, asking for an, a, a hug, asking if you can just sit in their room while watching them do whatever it is they're doing. Just little tiny bids for connection. I think if you don't feel like you can have these full on games, trying just, you know, start in the baby steps and, and you'll get there. They warm up faster than you think. Yes. And they really notice when you're not making bids or coming towards them, even though they don't seem to give you any indication that it's important to them. Yeah. They'll pretend like they don't care, but they do. They're big kids. Yeah. Thank you, Mary, so much for coming on the Peace and Parenting podcast. I so appreciate it. What a joy. Thanks for having me. Of course. We'll see you guys next time. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.